Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. This is Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. This message, amen, we preach and teach the kingdom of God, according to Matthew chapter 24, 14. Amen. This message of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations for witness before the end will come. Amen. So the message of the kingdom is for a witness, amen. It's a testimony until the end of the Lord, to the end of time when the Lord will come, amen. And so I want to start today in Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13. Every time we preach, it is to um, give you a greater glimpse, a greater revelation of the kingdom of God, amen. You have to see it, you have to experience the kingdom of God, if you're going to operate in it, if you're going to flow in it. Matthew chapter 13, beginning with verses four, verses 24 through 30. 24 through 30. So Jesus is speaking in parables. So another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, no less while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let them let both grow together until the harvest and at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares, bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Amen. And so this is the parable of the wheat and the tares. The wheat is the good seed. Amen. And the tares uh, came from an enemy, the bad seed. Amen. So good seed producing a good harvest, bad seed producing a bad harvest, good seed producing the people of God, bad seed producing the children of, of the devil. Amen. And then the explanation of the parable is in verses 37, verses 37 through 43. He answered and said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man, speaking of Jesus. The field is the world. 
The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares, the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, all things that offend the kingdom of God and those that practice lawlessness or iniquity and will cast them into the furnace of fire and they'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So there's a great opportunity for the people of God in the end times, amen, to shine in righteousness, amen, to be seen as the sons of God, the sons of the kingdom. We are now in the last days. The angels will help to, to reap, amen, to, to show the difference between the sons of God, the son, who are the sons of the kingdom, and those that are of the devil's, the devil's kingdom. Amen. And so the wicked, those that are planted by the devil will be plucked up in the last days. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 13. Matthew chapter 15, verse 13. But he, Jesus, answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Amen. So again, we see the rooting up, the plucking up of that which was not planted by the Lord. So there's a relationship between heaven and the earth. This earth is supposed to raise up seed to God, harvest to God, harvest of righteousness. That's how you show that you're in covenant with the Lord and not in rebellion against the Lord. In other words, those in this earth that rebel against the Lord, that are not the planting of the Lord, they are the planting of Satan. So they don't recognize that heaven rules. They don't recognize that the harvest is to be unto the God of heaven. So this earth is supposed to produce that which is unto God, who is the God of heaven. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed will be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so God is looking for those who will be in covenant with him. Those who work with the Lord are in agreement with the Lord. They are in covenant with the Lord. God is a God of covenant. And that's how he operates to bring forth that which is righteousness unto the Lord. Amen. So in this earth, we show that we are not a part of the, rebe the original rebellion against the Lord by entering into covenant with the Lord to bring forth fruits, fruits of righteousness. Amen. And then in the book of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1. verse 9 and 10. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. 
It says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I have set this day, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. So also God had called Jeremiah to, to pluck up. Amen. So that which is not planted by the Lord will be plucked up. Amen. And this shall be an earmark of the last days that God will pluck up that which was not planted by him. And so there's a relationship between heaven and earth. And every time I preach, I always, I almost always bring up heaven because the Bible says we're supposed to preach the kingdom. You have no image of what the kingdom looks like unless you begin to see what is the will of heaven and how does heaven look and how does heaven operate. Amen. And so we are to bring the will of heaven into this earth realm. So there will always be a relationship between heaven and earth. And by covenant with heaven, covenant with God, while we are in this wicked earth, we show that we're not a part of the wickedness by covenant to being in covenant with the Lord of heaven to bring the will of heaven into this earth, to produce the desires of God from heaven into this earth realm. And something begins to happen. God begins to call ministers who will do his will. Amen. And so God says, my will is not for the, the tares, amen, to, to be there or with the wheat, amen, or my, or my harvest. That's, that's not my will, amen. He says, I want the children of the kingdom to shine forth as a light that they belong to me, that they are children of God. And so God speaks a word about plucking up. And then he gives that message to Jeremiah. And so Jeremiah speaks the same words of God to pluck up. He says, I've touched your mouth. <laughs> Man, he says that I have touched. He says, he touched my mouth. And the Lord says, behold, I put my words in your mouth. So this is how God operates. Amen. God is on his throne in heaven. And the Bible says that we appear before the Lord. Amen. On Mount Zion. How can they oh, believe whom they have not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? Amen. So God raises up ministers with his message. Amen. He says, I'm going to pluck up. Amen. How do you get the message in this earth? Amen. You, you, you separate someone unto yourself. You clean them from the impurities which are of the world. Amen. You sanctify them unto yourself. God sanctifies them on Mount Zion. He purifies them, and he gives them his message, amen. So the will of God from heaven that he gives to those who, whom he sanctifies, in other words, that they are converted, converted, amen, into the kingdom of God. They are converted into the kingdom of God thinking, the kingdom of heaven thinking, 
Amen. So Jesus would preach and teach the kingdom. And then he's called us to preach and teach the kingdom. Amen. Separated unto God. Separated from the impurities which are of the earth so that the message will be God's message. Not polluted with the messages which are of the world. Not, not corrupted. A pure message from heaven. A pure message from heaven. So, the Lord says, I'm going to pluck up. Amen. And then Jesus says that whom the Lord has not planted, he will pluck up. Amen. And then we go back to Jeremiah. He says, I've called you to pluck up. Amen. So that's the Lord's message. You would agree. That's the Lord's message. That which is not planted of the Lord will be plucked up. But he had to get the message into this earth. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to show you. That he had to get the message into this earth. In 1 Peter. Hallelujah. 1 Peter. Chapter 4. So we who are called of the Lord. We cannot preach our message. We have to preach the Lord's message. Amen. That is the message which produces the fruit. That produces the harvest. So what, what is the harvest? Souls. Souls being saved is the harvest, but it goes greater than that. When the Lord saves a person, he does not set them aside. He does not um, freeze them for 40 years, 80 years until he can unthaw them and, and, and then they can go to heaven. They have a life to live. So the, the fruit or the harvest is not only souls, but it's the planting of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that we are the planting of the Lord. His, his pleasant plants, the Bible says, which produce fruit. <laughs> Amen. And so that you're not just to be born again, but you're supposed to be children of the kingdom. Amen. You're supposed to shine that light of righteousness, what righteousness is and what righteousness looks like. Amen. You're righteous. God has called you to be righteous. So you're supposed to shine forth as righteous. Amen. And so the harvest is not only so to be saved, but it's those who live out a life. Amen. Of being saved and walking before the Lord. God tells Abraham, he says that he is the Lord. Amen. That to walk before him Amen. That Abraham is to walk before the Lord, to continue to walk before the Lord. First Peter chapter four. Verses 10 and 11. Amen. So, so how does God get what he wants and how does God give you what you want through covenant? Amen. Everything with God is covenant. There are covenants in place that you may not even know. But because God is God of covenant, amen, that you, you are taught, amen, how to walk in covenant. Verse 10, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as of the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it 
as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So the Bible says that if you speak, amen, speak as of the oracles of God. Amen. So to speak in this instance means to preach and to teach. Amen. So it includes not only speaking, but the connotation is preaching, teaching and preaching a message or speaking a message as of the oracles of God means a divine utterance. Amen. So if any man speak, let him speak as of the oracles. The divine utterance of God. Divine utterance utterance means the, to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the message which is of the Lord. If you're going to speak, you're going to speak the Lord's message. If you're going to preach, you got to preach the Lord's message. If you're going to teach, you're going to teach the Lord's message. You, you cannot teach your opinion. You cannot preach and teach according to your lust or your desires or even the people's lust or their desires. Amen. You have to be inspired of the Lord. The Bible says that's how the Bible was written. Holy men of old were moved upon by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so even the expression of God is seen in the word of God came forth by divine utterance, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so this is the problem that we see in Christianity. This is the problem that we see in ministry. We don't recognize that we're not supposed to be speaking things that are not as of the oracles of God, the speech of the Lord, what he wants in this earth realm. And that's where, that's why there are divisions. Amen. That, that's why there are discrepancies. Amen. Because we're not speaking the oracles of God, the divine utterance of the Lord. Our messages, amen, their messages did not come from the Lord. Amen. Their messages came from other people, from opinions, from lust. Um, the, the, their messages came from online. Amen. Message, you know, um, that you can get messages online. Amen. And that is not what we're supposed to preach. That is not what we're supposed to teach. And that is not what we're supposed to, to speak. If anyone speaks, if you're going to speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. So you have to appear before the Lord. And so the Lord has to touch you, touch your life, and to call you and to give you a message which separates people from the world. Your message, amen, is to separate people from the world, not to ingratiate them to the world or to blend the world in or to have a happy medium between God's message and the world. That's, that's not what we're called to do. Amen. God is in heaven. Let me, let me say it again. You may not understand. God is in heaven. Everything with God is holy. His kingdom, if you, if you, if you peer into his kingdom of heaven, the way that God operates, amen, that God is completely holy, completely righteous. The citizens of heaven or those who belong there, amen, that have paid the price, denounced the world, and received 
the kingdom of God. Amen. And they have renounced and rejected the kingdom of the world. Amen. God has a way. The world has a way. Amen. But we're supposed to operate by God's way. We're supposed to operate by God's wisdom. Amen. And so by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is more expedient to you than I go away. For if I go away, then the Father will send the Holy Spirit. Why was Jesus so happy to send the Holy Spirit? So that you could be finally separated from the Spirit, which is of the world. So that you could see a distinction between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. The Holy Spirit works that from the inside out. Amen. That he brings you unto the Lord. He gathers you unto the Lord. He makes you to fall in love with the Lord. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. He removes the impurities. He removes that those desires, those 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 desires that are not good. He removes impurities, defilements and those those things that you may not even have known until you drew close unto the Lord. The Bible says draw close to him. Draw nigh unto God. He will draw near unto you. Amen. So the connotation is that the more, the closer you draw to the Lord, the more you will see clearly. Amen. God is light. Amen. His word is light. God is a consuming fire. So as you draw closer to the Lord, then you will begin to see more and more clearly what is God and what is not of God. What is the world and what is of the Lord? What is the kingdom of heaven? What is the kingdom of the world? Vying for your heart, amen. The devil is trying to get you to lust after the things that are of the world so that your heart would be far from the Lord, amen. And so this is what is at work, amen. But you have to understand it, amen. So the oracles of God, Jeremiah spoke the oracles of God. This is what I'm trying to say. Where did it come from? God of heaven, the God of Heaven gave Jeremiah his words, and those words were still in effect. Amen. In the New Testament, amen, as God is separating and uprooting and plucking up that which he did not plant so that his children can shine. Amen. That, that they are his planting, that they are plants of righteousness, trees of righteousness, as it were. Amen. So we are called to speak God's message, amen, which messes up the world, shakes up the world, amen, gets the world all aggravated and agitated, but it does another thing. It brings those who will unto God, amen. It begins to clarify and show things clearly so people will recognize how they were lost, amen. They began to see, amen, that I was blind, but now I see I was, I was lost and now I'm found, amen. That old way I don't want anymore. There's a distinction between that old way and the new way, amen. There must be a distinction. There must be a clarity, amen, so that people can make the right decisions and not go back, not backslide. Amen. That, that is not, that the call of salvation is not to backslide. Amen. I know people have great testimonies about how they backslid the Lord, brought them back. But that is not 
the will of God for you to have backslid. Amen. That God's soul has no pleasure in those that draw back. Amen. The Bible says there's a danger those who have tasted of the world to come and that which is of the Holy Ghost to renew them back many times because they have counted the blood of Jesus as an unholy thing. So there, there is a pattern that keeps appearing. It is the appreciation of the holy things. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. The kinsa Amen. In appreciation, those who belong to God have an appreciation of the holy things. Amen. The, the holy things are an offense to those who love the world. But those who love the Lord and his Christ Amen. In his kingdom, because you drew close to God, you, you have a revelation, a vision of heaven. You have an appreciation for the holy things. And so that's why it is so important for the ministers to be in covenant with God and in covenant with the people that we speak unto. Amen. We're in covenant with God and in covenant with the people that we will only speak the oracles of God, that which separates you from the world and that which causes you to see Jesus in his glory. Amen. That's what the word of God does. In Hebrews, the book of Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. God, who at various times in various ways spoken times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So God, in times past spoke by the prophets, is in these last days speaking to us by his son. What does that mean? Because Jesus is over the church. Jesus is the head of the church. Yes, and the Lord uses apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers to speak the oracles of God, which are the, the words of the Lord, the, the inspired words of the Holy, by the Holy Spirit, the words of God. Amen. So Jesus has the right as head over the church to speak unto the church. And so Jesus has to be seen as the head. When, when ministers speak, Jesus has to be seen as the head and the one speaking to the church. Amen. It, it's not recipes. It's, it's not opinions. It's not funny little stories. Jesus has to speak. For, for it to be the oracles of God, God is speaking to the church through his son Jesus, who is the head, who has appointed the fivefold ministry gifts, and giving them gifts and giving them grace and giving them understanding and wisdom. The Bible says that Jesus is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Housed in the word of God is the power of God. Amen. And the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. To, to get things done. The fruit of righteousness to get people saved, to keep them saved, to make them to be children of the Lord continually. Amen. And, and, and those who operate by 
by the word of God. Amen. The fruit of God. So Jesus is speaking. Ministry is not about making a name for yourself. It is not about impressing people with your intellect or your ability to turn a phrase. Amen. So ministry is not about you. God has a message. You've got to see this from heaven's perspective. Amen. God is preparing a people. Amen. For heaven. Amen. So it's all about God's will from heaven. It's not about you. It's not about what you want and all like this. Even though the covenant of the Lord will produce that which satisfies you. So it's not about making a name for yourself. Ministry is not about impressing people with your intellect or your ability to turn a phrase. It is about receiving a message from the Lord and delivering that message by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. So there is a connection between the minister and the people that the minister ministers to. But it, it is all in, in pleasing the Lord. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1, <clears throat> verses 21 through 23. Speaking of Jesus. Hallelujah, that he is far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Amen. So it says Jesus is the head of the church, but by inheritance, he's given everything to the church. Amen. So that we would represent his body and he, he would be the head. Amen. So it speaks of inheritance in the previous scripture in, in Hebrews. It speaks that Jesus is the heir of all things. So Jesus has inherited from the father. When he, when he died upon the cross, Jesus Fulfill that which Adam failed. He has inherited from the Father the earth, amen, and everything. And he gave that to the church, the authority, the power he gave to the church. If he is recognized as the head, then we are partaking of that inheritance. In Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 1. Verse 18, Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, speaking of Jesus again. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. So again, we see that Jesus is the head of the church. The church is the body. Amen. Jesus is the head of the church. The church is the body. Amen. And so Jesus has to be seen as the head for the body to operate. So there, there's a process here. 
Amen. That you you must you must be submitted to the lordship or the headship of Jesus. In Colossians chapter two. Verses 18 and 19. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up in his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head, that is capitalized, speaking of Jesus, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is that is from God. Amen. So they says that don't let anyone cheat you of your reward, you know. That connotation is bragging on things that are not in other words you want to be spiritual visions and things that you have not seen, false visions. You know, I'm I'm trying to be spiritual. I'm trying to be a heavy hitter. I'm talking I'm talking visions. I'm talking angels. I'm talking spiritual things, but yet you, it says, and not holding fast to the head. Amen. And so there, there, there's a danger, amen, of not being devoted to the head, which is Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the head, the head of the church, the Lord of the, the church, but he's, he's the head of the body. And if you hold fast to the head, then the body is nourished and it is knit together by joints and ligaments and it grows with the increase that can only come from God. Amen. And so we have to hold fast to Jesus being the head. We have to do things in divine order. We, we must have respect for the authority which comes from heaven. Amen. I'll, I'll show you a little bit more, but you, you see where I'm going. The, the message comes from heaven, the oracles of God, the, the living oracles of, of God, amen, the divine utterance of the Lord to the body of Christ, amen, which causes the, the body of Christ to, to grow and to be nourished, amen, to be at peace, amen, comes from the head, amen. And so then the body can begin to grow. Then the body can operate. Jesus is still speaking as the head through his ministers who speak his words by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says, 1 John chapter 2, that we have an anointing, an unction, amen, which abides within us, which teaches us all things, amen. So the anointing, the Holy Spirit within us is able to hear when other people are speaking the, the oracles of God and to receive that as the oracle of God. Amen. So to, to have a witness and in agreement that that is the Lord. Amen. And so we are called to receive the message of God, but we, we've been equipped, we've been prepared when we were born again and filled with the Holy Spirit as we begin to operate by unction, amen, operate by anointing, we are able to receive the messages that fit 
unction and anointing. It's not according to us. It is according to the Holy Spirit. Lest you say that you're so spiritual that you, re you reject the messages of God. There will be peace, amen, in God's kingdom. As the kingdom message goes forth, amen, as you receive the kingdom messages within you, amen. So we speak by the unction of the Holy Spirit. So the body is held together. It is knit together. It is, it is nourished. It is increased. There is actually a connection between the, the, the health of the corporate body and the health of the individuals. Amen. I'm, I may be going a little bit too deep for you, but because everything with God is a flow, everything is a flow of life. Everything is covenant. Everything is agreement with the Lord. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? Amen. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, be in health even as thy soul prospers. Your mind, your soul in agreement with the word of God prospers the soul. Amen. And so when there is disagreements in the body, when there are wars in the body, when there's lust in the body of Christ, amen, when people do not rightfully discern the Lord's body, in other words, they are not respectful of the fact that they are in the, the Lord's body, and so they treat people wrongly, and, and, and they, they see people wrongly, and they speak evil against people, amen, they gossip against people. And they gossip against ministers. Amen. It it causes the chaos in the body. Amen. That's where sickness and disease and all those things can can come from. It's disagreement in the body, in the in the corporate body, and emanating in individual bodies. Amen. In Ephesians chapter four, so there's a connection. <laughs> what I'm I'm trying to preach to say that there is a connection between God and His ministers, covenant, and there's a connection between the ministers and the people that we can only speak. If we're going to speak, you got to speak the oracles of God. Ephesians chapter four, beginning with verse eleven. And he, Jesus himself, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, who from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So there's, there's a lot there. Amen. 
But what I want to tell you, <clears throat> in Psalms 133, it says how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the oil, the fragrant oil that flowed from the head of Aaron. Who is Aaron? The set one. People fought about Aaron being the high priest. So it's important to know that God chose Aaron to be the high priest. Amen. Hallelujah. And his, serve, his sons to serve. So how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So we're talking about the unity of the faith. Man cannot produce unity. It's, it's a false unity. It's a fake unity. Unity comes from the Lord being submitted to his authority, submitted unto his ministers, submitted unto his will. Amen. He's, he's put in the word of God very plainly why he put his ministers in this earth. Again, the ministers speak the oracles of God. We cannot speak our message. Amen. We have to speak the Lord's message. We can embrace that message in such a way. That's the only message. The Lord's message, we call it our message. Like Paul called it his gospel, it's the only message. I only speak the Lord's message. Amen. But the purpose, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So we are to equip you so that you can work in ministry. Amen. <laughs> you say, I'm not called to the fivefold ministry gifts. There are, in the great house, there's many vessels. Amen. And that vessels of honor and dishonor, but if you purge yourself from the latter, or that which dishonors, the Bible says you will be a vessel of honor, that you will be meat for every good use, or you will be fit for every good use. So, so as vessels, God chooses vessels, and he'll grab a vessel to do whatever he needs to be done in this earth realm. Amen. And so whether you are in the fivefold ministry gift or not, you may be on your way into the fivefold ministry gifts and not even know it yet, or you may be another type of vessel in the Lord's house that the Lord is using. But what is the common denominator? It is for use in the Lord's house to be chosen of the Lord. Amen. Many are called for your chosen. Amen. Few choose to agree with the Lord. In other words, you get busy in this earth and the dictates of the earth, this, this world, and so you are not chosen. You do not accept the invitation. When God calls you, that is an invitation. That's another teaching. Amen. To be chosen, first of all, you have to accept the invitation into the kingdom of God. Amen. The parables, Matthew chapter 20 and Matthew chapter 22. One was about working in the vineyard. Amen. Coming to the end and being paid. And when you saw others that entered into the work after you had entered into the work, getting the same pay as you, you being mad about that. Then the Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. The other is about the Lord having a, a feast. Amen. The, the Lord planning. The, 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 the emphasis is showing like the marriage supper of the Lamb. And people began to make excuse. Amen. The Lord calling people to his great supper. And people finding other things to do. Amen. So you refuse the invitation. Amen. Into the great supper because of the busyness of this world are not counting the things of God as precious above what you were already doing. 
above what you are already planning to do, not counting, amen, that, that being there, amen, at the marriage supper, amen, as important as what you were planning to do, amen. Many, many are called, but few are chosen. And so the, the purpose of the ministry gifts is for the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, the building up of the body of Christ, until we come, till we all come to the unity of the faith. So this is, is something that people miss. Everybody got their own messages, their own flavors, amen, their own things that they want, their own denominations, Holy Ghost. Their, their own little groups, their own little sex, amen. And yet the purpose of the ministry gifts, remember speaking, the oracles of God is to bring people in agreement with the Lord, to gather them unto the Lord so that the Lord's message is acceptable unto them, which produces righteousness, which produces holiness, amen. To, that for the Lord's message to be pleasant, the Bible says, for his words to be pleasant, not disagreeing, not striving, amen, not trying to find somebody that will preach a message which will satisfy your lust, amen, that you want to be matured, you want to be perfected. And so the emphasis is that the body can, can increase, amen, the body can be healthy, the body can be energized with the Holy Ghost, the corporate body, and then the, the individual body. Amen. Yeah, yeah, you, you're understanding what I'm saying. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, a mature man, to the major stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Those are other messages. That's not the oracles of God. By the trickery of men, amen, they want to manipulate you, amen, that they want to boast in your flesh, amen, that ministers, holy ghost, some mm. bro, my, my, my own, um, um, chin, chin, con, con, branda, na, 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 o, ochi. Ma onga, no, on, janga, na, ochi. No, na, acha. Vewa, suta, nyanya, us, es, us, ika, ish, ika, ish, ika, ish. They say you belong to them, the ministers do. Amen. But they want to boast in your flesh. They did not bring you to the Lord, but you're part of the number, hallelujah. You're part of the role, amen. How many, how many do you have in your church? I have many, many, many in my church. They're part of the role, hallelujah. They're part of boasting, in the flesh, amen, of how many I have. You're not bringing them close to the Lord, you are allowing them to go after their lust. Amen. And so it is It is according to the flesh. Amen. And so they say that 
Shinshin Ofa Lembroboshatabri Sedia Nosindirabosh. They they say they are preaching the word of God. Hallelujah. But they are not preaching the word of God. Hallelujah. They are diverting you. Hallelujah. From the path of righteousness, the straight and narrow path. Amen. They're, they're getting you off. Amen. And so because of lust, many people cling to that which is not right. And many people have not even seen the image of that which is right. That there would be such ministers who would deny themselves, amen, to bring in the harvest, amen, who will not mix God's message with their own message, amen, to, to manipulate, to get certain effects, Amen. And so the warning and warning, there's, the Bible says, be not many masters, for there is a greater condemnation. Be not many teachers, Holy Ghost, for there is a greater condemnation. So that you, Karaboseremos, would be whipped with more stripes. <laughs> Amen. Because you're supposed to know. Hallelujah. That Jesus said that to Nicodemus. He said, you are a master in Israel and you don't know these things? Hallelujah. You're supposed to know. Amen. And if you don't know, you have to humble yourself to know. Amen. Amen. There is a time of humbling in order to know. Amen. Praise be to God. So the fivefold ministry gifts is for the, the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Amen. Again, what am I doing? I'm, I'm knitting the two together, ministry with the believer, with the congregant. Amen. The ministers have to do their jobs to help the saints to be in a position to do their job, which is the work of the ministry. Amen. And so what's the work of the ministry? Jesus says, know you not that I must be about my father's business. We, we spoke of that. The father's business from heaven, amen, is to produce um, those who are zealous from him, to save souls, but to produce children who are zealous for him, amen. So there is no ministry without honesty, without truthfulness, amen, that I'm often surprised, amen, that people have no awareness of themselves, amen, that, that people do not regard the truth, amen, the ability to look inward and to judge ourselves without honesty, seeing yourself, the ability to see yourself, you will be of little value to God because you would be devaluing his ability to transform you, devaluing his ability, amen, to, to give you the grace that is necessary to change, amen, that you would not be taking full advantage of the blood, full advantage of the grace. And so God has given you the blood. He's given you the grace. He's given you the word so that you can look at yourself first, amen, that you would judge yourself first. Amen. So you have to receive those things of God to look at yourself. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, amen. We're going to try to finish up quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 
verse 31 and 32. 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 31 and 32. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. God does not want us to be carried away by the wickedness which is of the world. This is talking about the Lord's Supper, but it's, it's bigger than that. It says that they were cutting in line. They was going there hungry and they was going there to get drunk off the wine. And the, the, the connotation was that they were not properly discerning the Lord's body. Jesus came to save those that are in the body. So if you are in the body, but you are disrespecting the other members that are in the body, that if you're treating wrongly the other members that's in the body, it's like you're not even ready to take the bread and the wine, amen, the bread and the juice, the cup, Amen. Because you're not properly discerning the Lord's body. He says, because of this, there are many who are sick among you and many die early because they are not properly discerning the Lord's body. In Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter one, verses nine and ten. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment. And you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. So the Lord has called you to have judgment, to have knowledge, to have judgment, which is discernment, to be sincere, to be able to approve the things that are excellent, to be able to distinguish between right and wrong and holy and unholy. That's what that means. Amen. And that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. The word sincere means to be able to judge by light. Amen. That to be judged, the reference is to sunlight, but the, actually it's the light that is from above, the light which is above you. To be able to discern by light. So you, be, you have to be able to look within yourself to see what is, what is right, what is wrong, amen, before you'll be able to judge anything else. The unwillingness to judge ourselves will cause us to assign blame to others in a way where we convince, we are convinced that we are innocent. We convince ourselves we are innocent. In other words, that we are self-righteous. The inability to judge yourself, amen, to know what is right. What is right thoughts? What is wrong thoughts? Amen. It is, it is an inward, an inward thing, amen, where you have to fall upon the stone to be broken, amen, to line up with the righteousness of God, to be agreement with him in everything, not partial, but in everything. As that light reveals it, we are in agreement with the Lord. Then you will, to, to maintain your righteousness or your innocence, you'll blame somebody else. It's somebody else's fault. Amen. Your, your, your mind will be skewed. 
Amen. So, so your thinking is not right. Amen. Your, your mind will be skewed and you will place blame on, on other people. Amen. So ministry is to produce mature believers who continue to grow, who discern, who judge themselves. Ministry is to produce mature believers who judge themselves before the light, before the Lord. The greatest detriment to the strength of unity in the body of Christ is the preaching of messages which did not come from the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not exaggerating. It's, it's these other messages. It is, it is not the oracles of God. The greatest detriment to the strength and unity of the body of Christ is the preaching of messages which did not come from the Lord. Amen. And so last scripture, Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel, verses, verses uh, 44. Let me get to it again. I, I just lost it. Amen. Ezekiel, Chapter 44, verse 23, I'm sorry. And they shall teach my people the difference between holy and unholy and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Amen. So this is God speaking of his priest, that they shall teach my people the difference between holy and unholy. How, how, how are ministers going to teach? Well, first of all, you're going to teach the oracles of God. Number two, you're going to live your life in a holy, holy way. Amen. He says it again in Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 10, verses 8 through 11. Then the Lord spoke to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink. You nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die, it shall be a statute forever throughout your generation, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean, and that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. Amen. So the Lord is saying that he wants Aaron and his sons to stay in his presence or to stay with him. So look at it in terms of the minister. God says, I want my minister to stay with me. So if you spend all your time with me, not in the world, not out there with the rest of the people, then you can teach my people the difference between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean. But if the world is on you, I know people get upset about that, that you cannot teach the difference between holy and unholy. You cannot teach the difference between clean and unclean. Amen. And so the minister spends his time with the Lord so that he has a message for the people. Amen. He spends all his time with the Lord so that he has a message for the people. He himself 
amen, is, is holy. And he teaches the people to be holy. He is not, he does not compare himself to the people, amen, that he is a vessel of God, a messenger of the Lord, amen. And so he does not, he, he, he does not put himself up there like he's so, so higher, but yet he is, she is that one who appears before Lord, the Lord and spend their time with the Lord to receive a message, a divine utterance, an oracle of God, amen, a living oracle from God, amen, so that the words that we speak, we might as well say, thus say the Lord, amen, we boldly say, thus say the Lord, because the message came from the Lord. It's a message which sanctifies, separates unto God, gathers into his presence, gathers into his glory. We speak a message that gathers people into the presence, into the presence of the Lord and teaches them, amen, to know the difference between holy and unholy. A regard for the holy, a, re a regard, a reverence for the holy, amen. That God in heaven is holy. His message is holy. What he wants for the church is holy. And yet people say it's a free fall. Amen. All fall. Whatever you, whatever you want to do, they say it's covered, it's covered in grace. Amen. And so that is that is not true. Amen. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, that you are teaching us your ways. Amen. Ay, 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 according to the knowledge of the Lord, according to the knowledge of the truth, amen, that your word has place in us, amen, even this word, hallelujah, has a place, amen, to help secure the child of God unto God, amen, to, to help keep them saved, to save and to keep them saved, and to have them working in the things of God, amen. This word, amen, hallelujah, fills up, hallelujah, to move out other things. We are called to pluck up, amen, to uproot, to tear down, hallelujah, so that we can build and plant, amen. And so this, this word, hallelujah, is from the Lord. This is the oracles of God, hallelujah. This is boldly, thus saith the Lord. Amen. May this word have place in you. And Father God, I pray that you would get much fruit from this word in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.